and welcome to the First Podcast, a podcast of First Baptist Church Lake Butler, where the pastors gather to encourage and equip our church to engage the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I'm joined by my brothers here, the two pastors that join me, and we're so excited to get to have another episode together to talk through something really important coming up. So the end of September, we're recording this in August about eight weeks away, we are going to have a very special event at First Baptist in the life of our church family. Jason, what are we doing? We are going to be having the Be the Church Conference here at First Baptist. We also liken it to just good old-fashioned revival. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can use either term, but it's a time set set apart by our body to focus on spiritual renewal and spiritual reviving for the glory of God's sake. Yeah. And what will this event look like for those of those who are in our congregation who don't really know what this week is really about? All right. I want to I'm going to back up a little bit from that because it almost culminates in that. So we started something this past Sunday and we called it Pray at 8 because there are 8 weeks leading up to when that special time that set aside uh, Be the Church Conference, uh, when we'll have that. But we're asking our members to pray at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. and pray specifically for personal revival, family revival, and church revival. And of course, we said that's just a guideline. It's just a discipline that we're putting in to, to make sure that we're seeking the Lord and uh, so if you do it at 7.30 or if you do it at, um, if you eat dinner at 7.30 at night and you do it there together with the family, that's fine. But also two weekends from now, we're going to be having the Be the Church, Glory of God in the Next Generation uh, Sunday as well. And I won't go into all the details right this second, but that's going to be a focused time on families and um, how to evangelize your children and being the primary uh, evangelizer and disciple maker in, in your home. And so, and, and I'm also doing a series called The Church, The Covenant People of God. So, really, it's all eight weeks yeah. that we're just turning our minds and our hearts toward being the people of God and asking God to do something fresh and anew. And then that culminates in that Sunday through Wednesday time in the Word and in worship together as the people of God. Yeah. Well, let me ask a question. What and we haven't talked about this at all, but we we talk about eight weeks and and revival and um, you know us seeking that as a church. What is revival? If you guys were just to kind of give an off the cuff answer, what is revival? I think revival and the wisdom behind revival understands first that we are physical beings who. As we go through our lives, we are available to the normal, what we call means of grace through studying the Bible and our own personal scripture reading, but through prayer and time with the church and hearing the word preached and sung. Those are the ways that we kind of have a regular diet Mm -hmm. of knowing and enjoying God. But also because we're physical beings, I think we tend to have times in our lives where we can stray away from those realities, where they're not as sweet or not as fully pictured in our lives. Mm -hmm. I often think about kind of like going to the eye doctor where, you know, you put on those, 
the, the big kind of eyeglasses thing. And, and the doctor is like, you know, is it this? And he's like clicking, clicking, clicking. And the more that he does it, the more you can kind of clearly read what's on the screen. I guess this is my experience because I need glasses. My eyes aren't great, but um, I know y'all do too. But in a time like revival, I think the glory of God in what Jesus has done for us continues to get a little bit more clear. Love that. In our lives. So yes. it's it just the, the natural way that we live, we get busy. Our minds are on good things, but often on things that don't have a huge amount of eternal significance. And so revival is just saying, you know, this isn't us manipulating God or anything like that. This is just saying we need this. Mm-hmm. We need a special time to get to set aside and focus more on Christ. Yeah, to continue that theme of clarity, we used a corporate prayer this past Sunday morning in our time of worship from Spurgeon, and part of it said, renew the faith of your people, let its former simplicity come back. And I think that's where that clarity, what Jonathan's talking about, the busyness, the day-to-day, may we each may we each come to Jesus as we did at first weary and overworn and sad and sinful and find in him all that our largest want can possibly demand. Mm. And I just think that a time set aside like this conference revival, and I appreciate what he said, what Spurgeon says about being sad. It's not a call to doom and gloom. It's a call to rightly evaluate the potential cold areas or stagnant mm-hmm. areas of one's heart yeah. and a true and a true observation, seeing ourselves as God sees us, seeing, evaluating sin as God evaluates sin and being broken over that, yeah. being sad over that. But then the glorious hope to find in Jesus all the sufficiency that our largest want can possibly demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, coming clean with God about just where you are spiritually. And I think, you know, Jonathan's saying that it's just true yeah. in our flesh that our love wanes cold sometimes. And we see that all through the New Testament. I mean, whether you're in Revelation 2 and Christ is calling to that uh, early church, you know, repent and and do your first works, which was you've lost your first love, you know, gain that clarity again. If you read Peter's second epistle, you know, just before he's about to pass, and how many times does he say, I want you to remember, Mm -hmm. remember, call to mind, stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's, we're hearing that, we're feeling that, and we're saying, let's focus for a season. Let me let me add to that. So I just finished a couple of weeks of reading break and I came to you guys and I was sharing, man, I feel filled with the spirit. I, I feel like I, I'm walking back in uh, to work and into ministry. My mind's renewed. My heart is full. And I and I told you guys that I think that your mind and heart being filled with the Word of Christ is synonymous with being filled with the Spirit. absolutely. And I said, I'm so grateful that I got that time. And I I think it's imperative as the, you know, 
leader of the flock, if if you will, as the preaching pastor, that I stay there. But I told you, I, I feel bad for our congregation because those brothers and sisters are working and and being mom and dad and 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 husband and wife and church members and and taking care of everything, and they just don't have these getaways. And I said, this is why they must take advantage of revival services. They must do that missions trip or go to that true church conference because you've got to have separated seasons where you turn your heart and mind and just fill it with the word. And so often when you do that, God is faithful and the spirit fills you afresh and anew. Mm -hmm. And let's just, let's just say it plainly. I mean, not that you weren't, but apart from the word of God, there is no revival. The psalmist says, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So that's what we're talking about, a heart being um, encouraged, the the things, the overwhelmed schedules being uh, made wise and, and being made wiser through those things, mm-hmm. the word of God reviving our hearts, the commandments of God enlightening our eyes, and may we desire them more than even much fine gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also just have to understand that our entire spiritual life is a mixture of God's work and our work. We, we need to know that, yes, God has opened our eyes in regenerating us. He's the one who's called us and, and made us alive in him. That's, that's what he does. But in our ongoing life, like we're given command after command in scripture to be setting our minds on mm-hmm. things that are above, of like spending time in prayer, of putting into practice the ways that will really grow us spiritually. And so we can't just say, okay, I know the truth. I've got it all down. God saved me and I'm going to sit back and relax. We really do need to make time and put forward effort in growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it looks different in everybody's life, but times like these are are really unique opportunity to set aside and again, consider all that Jesus has done. Yeah. I think about imperatives in the Bible about our sight, you know, seek the Lord mm-hmm. with all your heart and you will find me. Um, exercise yourself toward godliness. There, the, These are efforts that we make in appropriating the grace of God uh, into our lives by the Spirit. And um, man, this is just a wonderful way to do it. Set aside spiritual discipline in a special season of our lives. I think it's a healthy rhythm, a healthy rhythm and a cadence for the people of God to do this. Because if you think about it, we all have rhythms of where you pause to kind of investigate where you are in a situation. I mean, as simple as we all, most of us are feeling right now back to school. Mm hmm. And you evaluate your kid's wardrobe, you know, Mm -hmm. like we have to evaluate this and do what we need to do so that they're equipped school supplies wise, clothing wise, bedtime, you know, all of that. And that's what we're doing. We're doing a rhythm of evaluation, uh, pausing to do that, 
taking heed to the word of God, yeah. letting it speak, letting it speak freely, mm-hmm. just positioning ourselves before the Lord for him to do something mm-hmm. above and beyond the day to day, you know. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, what if someone's listening today and they're just like, I just don't really have that desire. You know, what What should we say to them? Like th- th- they're eight weeks out and they don't know if they're going to set aside this time. They, it's not resonating inside. But what would we tell them? I'll just shoot off the cuff. Yeah. I, just practically, if someone's listening to this five minutes late to a doctor's appointment and you're like, I just, I'm not there. I would say, I, I, okay, I see why you're not there. You know, you're living your life and the busyness of it. Um, I think a child of God, man, you said this just so well Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning in the sermon, as far as the law of God written on our hearts. Mm -hmm. If you were to give yourself the space to consider why would we need to do a set aside time of revival of conference, then I think a believer will not have an issue. Mm-hmm. Good. Adhering, you know, and, and just affirming that and saying, you know, I may not be able to say it like you guys, but I'm in, mm-hmm. I need a, I need refreshing to put it the most simply. Yeah. And the point of all discipline is for you to actually continue to do what is right and good, even when you don't feel like it. There you go. So it's like when having those types of thoughts of like, I just, I'm not into this. I mean, we've all been there of like, sure, read my Bible today or like, do I really need to be praying right now? That's just really the flesh, I think, at war with the spirit, which we know is this ongoing battle per Galatians 5. Mm-hmm. So I just think that for those of you who really do feel like, man, is this really the most worthy thing for my time? Should I really be invested in this? I, I just would want to say like, what other thing is going to be this this formative, this shaping in your life than knowing your creator, than knowing God. I mean, we know and we say it all the time that like our what comes to mind when you think of God is the most important thing about you. And really the knowledge of God in your life and how you live it out shapes everything you do. Yeah. So we're really just saying like, come enjoy who God is through these talks and through the time that we have together through sermons and discussion and and I would just say, try it. And by the end of it, if you're not stirred up, like I think there would be further conversations to have. I really think that it it will always show itself to be worthwhile. Yeah. And I think the reason maybe why we're recording this and putting this out eight weeks prior, the reason why Pastor Jason's leading us in this um, pray at eight encouragement is because we're as human as you are, Mm -hmm. and we know all too well what it's like to not really count the cost or really consider what's ahead of you spiritually, whether it's, whether it's the season of Lent before Easter or Advent before Christmas. Um, We don't want to show up September 25th. We don't want to show up September 25th thinking, man, you know, on on a wing and a prayer, Mm -hmm. pulling in the parking lot on two wheels. We want to come prepared. That's right. We want to come ready. That's why we're having this conversation to begin with. Mm. And and I'm, I say this with humility, but I've pastored long enough to know some of the battles that God's people have. And there are some people who, if they're out and they're in a spiritual rut, 
They just won't come because they don't feel like they're right with God. They don't feel like, Mm. you know, they're where they need to be or that they feel like, man, I need to change some things if I'm going to, you know, get serious about God. And and I want to go, no, no, you need to come just as you are. You know, it's kind of what you were saying in in that prayer um, earlier. If you're out there and you're in spiritual despair and you feel like you're in a rut and you just don't even know if you're going to go because it's just been so long since you felt God or except this is for you. And as Dane Ortland would say in General Lonely, you know, your inability and your however you want to describe it, your brokenness, your sinfulness, that's exactly what qualifies you to come Amen. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, like what Jonathan said, you, you know, maybe you're not the person the, that I painted right then, but you're just out of discipline, and chances are you, you'll have stuff coming up, and, and you'll have to make a choice. And sometimes it is that by faith, we discipline ourselves. And um, you're going to do it because it's the right thing to do, and God blesses that. Then there'll be other people who they're at a different season in their spiritual walk, and they're just coming with their cup full, and they want to see it running over, and and that's great as well. But let me mention one other thing. This is really important. It's not all about you, mm. okay? We're calling you to revival to be with the people of God. We are covenant members. We are one family. We are one body. And yes, we all have that personal walk and that personal work. But brothers, we all need to be here because we are committed to one another and in covenant with one another. This isn't everybody do their own thing. And I think they're having a revival down there this week, but I ain't going to be able to make. No, this is our church getting together to do what God's called us to do as a family. Mm. All right, let's tackle this question. What is not revival? You're kind of painting a picture of uh, what we're looking for. Maybe someone has a wrong idea of what revival is. I tend to think of it as if you are using your moral, quote unquote, goodness to get leverage over God. Like if I do this thing, if I really schedule out my time so that I can be here and, you know, I'll be in the services, I'll sing the songs, like I'll take notes, then God is going to do something for me. That's really creating in your mind an economy of using God like a genie. Like if I do this thing, he'll give me this. And I mean, on one hand, there is some truth in any time we just stand in the the fire hose of God's truth, we're going to be impacted. But it, it will not always look like the way that we think it will. Mm. And so I think revival is not us saying, okay, if we just do enough good stuff and kind of go even extra and beyond, we know God is going to change us in a particular way that we've already determined or something. So I think that's kind of the first thing that we know revival is not. I would say, and this this is going to be tricky, but I would say revival is not a means to the end of just emotional stirring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, would that the Lord move upon the hearts of his people and stir us? Mm-hmm. 
so that like Spurgeon prayed, that we would be broken, sad, contrite yeah. over. But it's not a win if we've just had altars flooded with crying people. Yeah. I would say, I would say the goal would be to be before the word of God and to be refreshed and let that have the result it will have, whether it be emotions, you know, let, yes, let us emote, but I hope you understand the goal is not, you know, and I, it's just kind of your, maybe your stereotypical, um, we're having a revival service and it's, I, I don't know about you, John, that in my day growing up, revival service meant hoot, holler, carry on. Uh, one dude ran laps. He did it every time. I, I'm being for real. Like, I'm just, I'm not talking about TikTok videos. That's how, that's the way I was raised. Wow. And so I would say that's not in and of itself the goal. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think there's a measure of it's just going to be a thought of excitement and high praise. And, you know, don't get us wrong. We want to come in and celebrate the gospel. Absolutely. We want to come in and praise the Lord. But we we just want to have wide biblical expectations mm-hmm. of one, the I think about Nehemiah in one of the greatest revivals that took place. And it was the reading of the law and the right. people broken right. before the holiness of God and where they stood in their walk with him. And I'm just saying, some of the people most revived in, in this meeting or through this time may be people who find themselves bankrupt before God, right. begging bread, desperate. You might be the greatest revival candidate. I mean, you might demonstrate more growth coming out of that meeting than the person who came in. And it was just a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of fun, but you know what I'm saying? Just kind of cruise control. That was good. Good singing, good preaching. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing if God makes you desperate for him. Right. And so that might be one aspect of revival, or it could be, I love what y'all said about clarifying. It could see that, it could be that you see God more clearly in all of his glory mm-hmm. or the work of Christ in its depth and richness and fullness. Let me, let me just read a text for you right quick out of Ephesians chapter three. L- listen to what Paul prays for an established church. Mm-hmm. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Ephesians 3.14. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be, watch this now, strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Mm -hmm. Watch this, that you may be filled with all the fullness Mm -hmm. of God. Paul is praying for an established church to go deeper, to see more clearly. Amen. He's praying, I want you to experience a fresh work of the Spirit in the inner man 
so that Christ is more vivid in your everyday life. His love is more comprehended. And in doing so, you will experience the fullness of God. And I just think that's what we're, that's what we're going after. Absolutely. That's a, that's a biblical example of what it means to experience revival. I want to love Jesus more. I want to see God more clearly. I want to be filled with the Spirit. And that may look like me repenting of sin. That may look like me going out and being more verbal and sharing my faith or my prayer life is enhanced, or I just love the church more. Mm -hmm. Amen. So as we kind of come to the end of this podcast, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we get closer, what... What should people be thinking about right now? What what should every member be doing right now? I would love to see people really getting behind the prayer at eight. I really think taking time in your daily routine to pray for what God will do is something that he rewards in very particular ways. I really don't think God ever like doesn't listen to our prayer of like grow me in my understanding of who you are, you know, change my heart. I think he loves to hear those types of prayers and will honor it in really specific ways. But I do think in doing that, don't come to revival with, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it too, too strongly, but like, don't come to revival with specific expectations of this is how I'm going to feel by the end of it. Right. I think come with your Bible Come with a notebook and a good pen and get ready to learn more about who God is and how that can then make its way into the way you live and how you love him and serve uh, him and all you do. Yeah, I think one practical thing is uh, we can't take for granted that people have circled this on their calendar. Like this, there are other things right. that we circle and we're not going to miss. Right, right. And I want to encourage every member that this is what we're doing as a congregation, as a family of covenant members. Let's let's circle it. And it's September, Sunday, September 25th, mm-hmm. a.m., p.m., and then the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes, September 25th through the 28th. Yeah. And then from that very practical starting point, just follow the, the ask of the staff and and your pastors and that praying at eight and think of it kind of like praying in the concentric circles of your self, mm-hmm. your family and your church mm-hmm. um, for the Lord to speak through his preached word, that God would prepare you, that God would prepare your family, that God would prepare your church, that God would give you ears to hear, your family ears to hear, your church ears to hear. So that the law, his word would revive the soul of yourself, revive your family, revive your church. Yep. Uh, also, go ahead and be in prayer for Brother Jono. Uh, be in prayer for Dan Clawson, who'll be with us on uh, Sunday, the 20, August 21st. Uh, I know some have already gotten prayer requests from Brother Jono and are praying for him. And I would also encourage you, we have some brothers and sisters who are not faithful right now. Yeah. You, you know, we wouldn't say that they're, um, they've walked away from the faith or they're just, you know, absentee members that we would take another route with. But these are just people that we need to call. That and we their need names to pray for. are, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jonathan Wright. And uh, anyway, we need to, we need to reach out to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. This is an opportunity yeah. 
uh, to restore them. That's a good point. Thank you guys for this conversation. I'm excited about this revival and about the glory of God in our church and coming together for being the church. It's just awesome. I'm excited to see what God does. Amen. Yep. So let's be in prayer. Thanks for listening to this episode of the first podcast until next time for your joy and God's glory. Amen.